This special Pebble Beach Live podcast is brought to you by Collected Cars, the global auction marketplace for rare, classic, and high-performance cars and bikes. We love the curation on collecting cars, and the 5% buyer fee is capped at $5,000, so it's an amazing deal for selling high-value vehicles. Make sure you visit the marketplace and see what's on offer this week. And uh, if you haven't heard our episode with Chris Harris and Collecting Cars founder Edward Lovett, look back into our catalog and find it. Uh, it's a great episode of Spike's Car Radio. All right, let's go. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Well, here we are live at the Pebble Beach Concord Pebble Beach Forum. Can you believe that they invited the four of us here? Me, least of all. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the low-born, dirt-digging crew from Spike's Car Radio uh, is here at the Forum. We've got a great audience. Come on, make some noise. Your brothers and sisters who traveled across the world to come witness this great broadcast <laughs> is here. What, what, Matt? You're about to say something. Is everything all right? Some of us had to park across the world and take the yeah. shuttle, too. Yeah. And, Everybody and else thought- gets shut out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I rode the shuttle with these guys. <laughs> they did. They braved a parking nightmare, I think it's fair to say. They've only been doing this 100 years. They haven't figured out how they to haven't figured it out. the right Next year, next year. Here. Don't worry. They, they got it. <laughs> but we're in a new place. We were at the Inn at Spanish Bay last time, and now we're at the Lodge. The audience layout is way better here. I, re- I really like this layout. I can see everybody. It's not claustrophobic. Uh, I don't think I will get COVID this far away from these folks, but you never know. We hope. Um, but uh, it's been <laughs> we quite a week. Now, now, Matt, when did you come up? Thursday. Thursday. And you yeah. drove up. Yes, I did. In? In my Ferrari 328. I made wow. excellent time. Not a 308. A 328 has more torque. That's so, better. What How much that? torque are we talking like 260. Yeah. Like a ton. It's a That's ton. like minivan levels. Yeah. But I, for, I forced our friend Donnie to have my car ready, implying that I would be showing it at the quail. And uh, it, you could see it at the quail if you went to parking lot S, which is the staff <laughs> and sponsor lot, which you also had to take a shuttle to. The quail, one of the bigger events on a Friday. And, and it, as you went in, they had that little yellow tag that you could leave on your dash uh, it, 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 to get voted best car in the lot. Did yeah, they had the, the parking, the, the lot, the lot concourse d'elegance, lot d'elegance or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Did you do that? Well, it didn't count in the lot I was in because it was so far away. Oh, you forfeited the, the honor, the prestige. Yeah. The, uh, the oil stain lab guys won that. The half 11. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Are they back there? Is that you guys? Oh, okay. Oh, they're cool. They talked to them. They're the excited. Half, the they half 11. The oil stain gang. Yep. Wow, impressive. Yeah. Um, let's start with a quail, since we're already talking about it. Um, and again, like most people listening to this, haven't had the chance to even come here. What, Johnny, tell us, what, what is the quail? <laughs> what, is, what is the quail? We've got to keep it PG, yeah? What, why? Okay. What, what, why no, why the quail, ask that? I mean, the quail is basically, I'm stealing this line, but it's this year I feel it's turned into the Geneva Motor Show because they yeah. canceled Geneva. So every supercar, hypercar, luxury brand, uh, people who want to become luxury brands, they're all there. So you had Kia was literally across the golf course from Pagani, across the fairway. 
Um, and, and everyone was there, and there was all kinds of reveals. And, you know, you had the new uh, Urus Performante. You had the new CC8. Uh, 50, CC50. Okay, great name from uh, Koenigsegg. Christian, yeah. Yeah, he's turning 50. You had the new Bugatti with no roof. You had the, the rough roof one-off. Uh, everything was there. It was great. Lincoln yeah. concept, like just everything. It's a car show. Well, it's where I think Zuckerman, you and I saw these Porsches that we were interested in, the very first uh, GT3 RS sighting right. for us, and the, the Sport Classic. What did you think of those cars? I found them to be very exciting. I mean, the RS really goes 10 steps beyond what I thought it was going to be. In what way? Well, it's not, it's not just merely a slightly more than a GT3. In terms of appearance, in terms of the performance, things that they've applied to this car, the amount of air intakes, the amount of air flicks, what they've done is really create... And what I'm looking at is, is kind of radical for a street car. It is, right? Yeah. Because you and I share that, that Porsche Touring, which is already feels like the last iteration of the GT3 RS. I, it, it's hard for me to, to comprehend driving this new one on the street. I, I feel it's going to be a modern version of a Carrera GT in the sense that people will buy them, will love having them, and they'll all have no more than 900 miles on Right. And, and did you guys get a look at the steering wheel with all the little controls? Yeah, yeah. That no, part I really like. Well, they're like, oh, you can set up your, your entry or your exit. I'm like, on the same corner? Like, no, just one. I'm like, There's, who's doing this? Is there, there a reset like, button? I, that's what I asked. I don't, nothing was clear. It's going to be a mess. It's, yeah, what? So great. you guys aren't sold on this car? No, Colin Chapman said, if you make something adjustable, people will adjust it wrong. Right. And, that's, and I think that's what's going to happen. They've gone from having a, a, a steering wheel devoid of any buttons right. to now there's like 20 buttons on the steering wheel. And now people are going to obsess. Now they can't, because paint-to-sample is out, right? You can't talk yeah. about your paint-to-sample <clears throat> anymore. Now it's going to be, what's your diff settings? Right. Oh, what's your aero settings? And right. people are going to be insufferable talking about how they have ruined <laughs> their GT3 RS by setting it up. A friend of mine, just, just to be a jerk, got he uh, got uh, DRS GT3 as a license plate. He's not going to buy one. He just wants the plate. And Take like, that plate to auction. Yeah. Someone will buy that. And it's, but, you know, it's like that's actual F1 technology, and, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. That said, I can't wait to drive it. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I oh, can't yeah. wait, but I'm, I'm not capable of setting it up. Yeah. I'm not capable of playing with the radio these days. How am I going <laughs> how, how to do this? Well, this, it's, we're at an interesting point, Zuckerman. Like, we've been doing this for quite some time, and I don't know if this is, if they've gone too far or we're just getting too old for this stuff. Because I was really drawn to the Sport Classic. I looked at that car and I thought, now there's a car that you and I would love to drive. Am I wrong about that? Zach, my co-host on the, the Smoking Tire, went to Germany to drive Sport Classic. And he said it's like the ultimate street touring car. It's got really? the power, it's the stick shift, but it rides you know, more like a Carrera than a GT car. It's usable every day. The RS, I saw Andy Preuninger last night at the Porsche party, and I said to him straight up, how good of a driver do you need to be to actually take advantage of DRS and all this adjustable <laughs> aero? And he very, you know, uh, politically, politically correct. correct, said it doesn't matter what level of driver you are, this car will make you better, which I don't it, believe it, at all. It, but, and, um, and if you haven't read up on it, it's got wings on the dampers. The <laughs> suspension has wings. Like, there's downforce on the dampers. Yeah, when you crash it, there will be a lot more to replace. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> C.J. Wilson, who's raced, said that yeah. that he anticipated seventy five percent of users crashing while trying <laughs> trying to fiddle with the buttons while driving. Well, he's not here to defend that. <laughs> Did he say and I may that be to you confidentially. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no one listens to this. But how are you going to use it? I, I, I would bet you two years from now, we may be here and there'll be a bunch of them up for sale with 300 miles on them. That's what I think. You get it to the track a couple times, and you're not going to be driving it much on the street, which for me is you disqualify it. But like the GT2 RS, for instance, like the, the performance capabilities of that, the 991.2. easy car to drive. Yeah, but the capabilities, of, we haven't driven this one, so we don't know how it is to drive. But like nobody, very few, take advantage of what that thing can do. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I did. But it's very streetable. That's a very streetable car. And we have driven this car because we've driven the new GT3. So this can't be more docile and more streetable car. I'm not saying docile or streetable. It, it might have a mode because it's so adjustable where you can like drive to the track and it's okay. But like no owner, very few owners take advantage of what the GT2 RS can do. I mean, right. yes, of course. Right. Crazy, no, I, I, you know what I mean? All right, let's move on. All this right. morning, we drove a car that you drove recently and yes. fell in love with. The new Roof SCR, named for this podcast. Named for Spikes yes. Roof Radio. SCR, which yes. was a great honor for us. Um, and Zuckerman and I are very confused about it. We want you to tell us about it. We really are. I mean, it's a splendid, beautiful creation that reportedly has no Porsche parts in it, even though we saw Porsche parts in it. But yeah, they're, what, they're, they're back and forth on... They, sometimes you talk to them, it's no Porsche parts, and then sometimes it's very few, but there's no... So, yeah, okay. What Let's the, run through the stats on this car. Real all right, quick. it's a carbon fiber tub that roof builds, so it's not like a Singer or a Gunther Works where they take an old Porsche and fix it up. They start, they lay out the tub... It's got steel subframes. They make the suspension. The engine is a, it's a Metzger design, but it roof manufactures the engine. Transmission ZF. They have, the, I forget the name of the company, but somebody designs the inboard push rod uh, dampers for them. And it's two all carbon. Two-seater, no back seat. Two-seater. And then the- What does it cost? 934000 to start wow. today. But, yeah. but, but I, I heard the way you buy a roof is you just kind of mail them $30,000 a month for a while, and eventually they tell you to stop, and the car shows up. So yeah. the price is... It's an amazing yeah, driving car, but it is unlike anything I've ever driven. Yeah. And it, it, so, it's so far from a Porsche. Yeah, it's what, not a Porsche. So, so yeah. what? Tell, help, help us understand what I just described to you. Like, put that in context, because we've... It's something that looks like a 911, but doesn't drive like any other car we've ever driven or sound like it. So, so it I'll, looks uh, like one until one pulls up. If you see that? them side by side, they actually look totally different. Exactly. It, it's it's what your mind thinks a 911 looks like, but if you actually put one next to it, uh. the dimensions of the car are completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it was, what he did was, it, it's the length of an original 64 901. He kept stressing right. that. This is a 901. This is what Bootsy Porsche designed. And then he, he extended the wheelbase. It's about the same as a 997. And then he had Freeman Thomas redo the body. And there's lots of visual tricks that make it look like it's not, you know, a, a long wheelbase. It looks it's normal. like a foot wider as well. It's, it's a little, so yeah, it's, of it's a 80 millimeters, 80 millimeters. I don't know what that is, but 80 millimeters wider. Um, and so when you're in it, you know, it's wrapped around you like an old 911. 
but it's got the performance envelope of a modern GT3. It's 500 and some horse. It's more. It's better actually. It's 500. But it doesn't feel like a GT3. It's fast and wonderful. But yeah, it's very. It's very. Different. Uh, what, what would you say, Zekerman? That felt. Like, I couldn't think it of a just, single car it reminded me of. It, it was disconcerting because looks versus the performance. Your brain does play tricks on you. Your brain sets up unconscious biases. I'm going to get in this car. It's going to be like a GT3. And it is completely different. Now, the steering is light. The steering is great. I love, I love the steering. I love the acceleration. It shifted wonderfully, but the ZF is so weird in, in this package, right? It's so I, I got hmm. out of the car saying it was fantastic, and I don't know what I drove. <laughs> no, the same is the same as you. Well, I, 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 you loved it. I loved it. I loved it. We, too. we went for a ride. I, don't I mean, we were it. we were flying. Oh, and yeah. like the, the, you know, I, I was like, you know, eight thousand RPM. By the way, it goes up to eighty-seven fifty. The motor, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I was at like eight thousand RPM in third, wow. pulled fourth, and I was like, my, I took my breath away, and I, I turned to him because I've been wanting to drive one of these since nineteen eighty-seven. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've been waiting thirty-five years for this moment. And he says, yeah, we, we called that a screaming orgasm. Don't repeat that, please. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was just the best, like maybe the best moment I've ever had in a car. I, I just love that thing. Just make sure you put it in the recording of Spike's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at the Concord. Yeah. It's okay. Don't repeat it. Yeah. Well, um, you know. so you had never driven a roof at all. Never. It's easily the best one I've ever driven. Oh, it's easily. just yeah. hands down. Just, if everything just, is from this point on like that, forget and, and it. He said, he said, I feel, this is Alwal Roof, he said, I feel this is what Bootsy would be doing today if he were alive. This is what the car would it's be. It's a great line. It's a great line. Because Bootsy's not around to argue with Yeah, to argue with it. I believe that this is what my great grandfather would be doing if he was here today, and I'm certain of it. Just ask him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lots of new models were unveiled here. What did you say? Upwards of like 50? Um, before uh, I got up here, I don't even know if it was here, but it's, it's worth talking about it, is, is this new Dodge Charger EV. Was that, was that unveiled here? No. Or it was just put De- out? De- unveiled De- on Instagram. What did you guys make of that thing? I mean, Come go on. ahead, Why Matt. So uh, what, what? <clears throat> what? What? It's got fake... I know it's got it's got fake sound, but worse than that, because every car is fake sound now. It has fake shifts. It yeah. doesn't have a transmission. Really, it has it's a electric. thing. It has a thing that interrupts the power flow, so it feels like it's shifting. <laughs> so the thing that EVs are really good at: silent, smooth, seamless performance. Right. The future. Dodge is going. Let's make those things worse. <laughs> Yes. And here's yes. how we're going to do it. Yes. Remember, have you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen it up at, uh, in Malibu. There's a guy with a Tesla Model 3 that plays V8 sound. Yes. yes. Coming out of it. Exterior. Right. It is the dumbest thing imaginable. Yes. It, I, he cruises around the parking lot, and it sounds like some loud V8. It's it really, was the dumbest thing imaginable. It's really, really dumb. Yeah. And so that, this is the kind of thing that sounds like a good idea until you actually you know, right. experience it. Like start-stop technology. Sounds right, great right. until you drive a car with it and you go, well, this is dumb, off. And so same, same idea, right? A, wow. a, right? It's stupid. Wow, I didn't know Theory, that it works. hated no. it. Well, Look at hate, that. Hate. And so uh, the idea of a, <laughs> of a loud EV <laughs> playing fake noises, <laughs> having fake shifts... It's just the, the uh, fake shifts was I was just like, 
wait, what does this do? <laughs> America. It, yeah. We're good at stuff. <laughs> but but somebody, somebody had a good line the other night. They said that, they said that Dodge owners are poor Lamborghini owners. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sort of makes sense, but... That's like, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe a, con- we could it, it's a concept. It may not make it to production. We could sell some aftermarket exhaust that f- comes out the, the back. Uh, or- the funniest uh, tweet I saw about the new electric Dodge Charger is, was simple. Imagine trying to find information about this car and Googling EV Charger. Right. right. Uh, that is right. a SEO death. Right. Right. You're going to have to, it's just. They might change the name. I mean, it might be the Banshee when it actually comes out because of that. So, because right now there's a Banshee badge. They've replaced Hellcat with Banshee. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting, we're interviewing Ralph on the 23rd. So I'm, I'm just going to be like. It isn't really the way to bring the rest of America into the EV world, right? The, the oh. GMC Hummer, the Ford Lightning, those are really revolutionary trucks that do great things and feel futuristic. But we, we don't need that other stuff. It's really weird. So you don't think this thing's going to sell? Oh, no, it'll sell. We're a very dumb <laughs> people. Yeah. I, I think well, the more it. I dislike Everything it, does. equals sales numbers. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, we're dumb. I mean, um, our friend Mike Musto, he's like, this is the kind of EBV you build when you listen to your customers. And I'm like... You don't think it's pandering? He's like, absolutely not. This is everything. And I'm like, and it's pandering. You know, it's, wow. So. But you want to talk about an actual, a cool gearbox? Because yeah, yeah, Koenigsegg yeah. that Johnny kind of made fun of the name of for a second, the CC850, which I saw at the Quail yesterday. It's called that because Christian von Koenigsegg is his 50th birthday this year. And so What's they, the eight for? Because it's a throwback to the original <laughs> no, CC850. I'm, I'm kidding. It, yeah. it's, it's a dumb name. It's not a Whatever. good name. Yeah. So they have a, it's got a nine-speed automatic gearbox, right? Okay. Which you can put in full automatic mode. It also has a six-speed gated shifter and a clutch pedal. That's weird. You can put it in manual. And when you put it in manual, it's a manual. It behaves, you can stall it. You can dump the clutch and do a burnout. You can clutch kick it and slide it. And then if you put it in automatic, uh, excuse me, or street or track mode, Mm-hmm. In street mode, it selects six of the nine ratios that are optimized for street. And in track mode, it selects different ratios for the track. So it's a variable gear ratio synthetic manual transmission that can also be driven as a full auto. Wild. It's the most complicated transmission I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the car is like $4 million. But um, <laughs> it's actually a pretty simple transmission. It's just no one else thought of it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's like they've thrust mastered the, yeah. <laughs> the transmission. They, you know, it's all synthetic, but it's got hydraulic force feedback on the clutch pedal and a, an actual linkage. So it's, it supposedly feels like driving an actual stick. Right. Mm. Well, none of us in this room can afford that. So. No. Are you sure? I bet somebody. <laughs> no, I bet somebody. You, sir. Who's well, wearing a T-shirt with like a hospital? Maybe that guy you met, Johnny. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, that guy the, you the, met, the watch guy. Yeah, and this is what's fun about coming up here from Monterey Car Week. Just some of the people you run into that you didn't know existed in the world. Uh, tell tell them about this fella that that was a lottery winner. <laughs> what, what's his name? Oh no no no, that's Matt's friend. Oh my friend. Yeah, Manny. a guy I know. Manny won the oh, Powerball. I thought you meant the. Don't blow up his spot. Oh yeah, won eight hundred million in Powerball. I saw this guy at the Quail, eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. So Zuckerman, what does he take from that right home? 
400? 400 Let's million dollars. 400, cash. Enough, yeah. enough to do damage. And he's buying cars. He said he's up to 75 <laughs> the last three years. <laughs> Smart this dude's kid. 25. He's 25. Yeah, he was stocking shelves at Target. Come on. Yeah. He's 25. Let's give Manny a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. That's a living. good story. Really? Yeah, he's living. Oh, that, that's so great. What a great guy to win. Yeah. But he's lost his mind with cars. Yep. So what is he buying? Everything. Just everything he can. At Koenigseggs and Paganis really? and LaFerraris and you name it. I mean, and where you is name he putting him? I don't know. Where does he All live? over. States with no taxes, I think. I have no idea. That's <laughs> him. Was he happy? I think he did. He have a happier than when he had a, tar, a red yeah. Target vest on. <laughs> did he have a girl? Was the girl new? Did he upgrade? The girl his- was very girl happy. Was, yeah, <laughs> happier than Manny. The girl done came up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We should. Did you, uh, you? You should bring him on. I'd like to meet him. I, I, I'm fascinated see, with the world of here. lottery winning. He's probably drinking wine at Gooding right now, buying some crazy thing. Wow. I hope he keeps it. I hope he keeps it. He seems, he seems like a smart guy. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. Um, wait, the John, you, you were on a, you, you meant to talk about the guy that Johnny met, the no, watch No, that was guy. the guy I wanted to talk to. Oh. Who did you meet? You met him. Oh, that guy. They just gave me this from my, We can't talk about that guy. No, let's We not can't talk about that guy. We'll be killed if we talk about oh, that guy. Okay. That guy had money for too long, and it, it turned him into a horrible human. Oh. He He's was, 24. He was collapsing under his own wealth. He's he was, 24. He was 24? Maybe. Maybe, 20, yeah. maybe 22. What did he lead with? Paddock just gave me a watch for my birthday. Gave me a watch. And I took the spike, and I go, well, first of all, it was... It was a very expensive watch. We looked it up later. And they just gave it to him. And then I look at Spike. I'm like, I guess Patek, you know, they forgot my birthday. <laughs> you didn't sign up for their mailing list to get yeah. the, free, but then the he, free one on your birthday? He told me later that was the second one they'd given him. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, meet, you meet really cool people up here. <laughs> 24, it, I'd say. Yeah. It is part of the reason we do come up. It's, you know, every year, and I've been coming up for a while, I have so much fun, but then I leave going, I didn't really do everything I wanted to do, and I'm not quite sure how to reapproach it. Like, what's your advice if you're coming up here? Like, where we've landed, Zuckerman, with Jerry, is we try to drive as much as we can. We try to hit the fire pits in the back of the Spanish Bay every, every night. Every smoke night. Smoke cigars. We hit a couple shows. We do this and hang out with you folks. Right? That's about as good as it gets, but what, I you, still... You can't do more. Yeah. There is so much more on tap here, but you can never fulfill doing everything. You you went the extra step yesterday. Do you want to tell everybody what you bought? This is this is classic Zuckerman. We go we go to yes, the Gooding tents. You say I'm not buying anything this year. It's not going to happen. The Gooding, <laughs> the Gooding auction goes off. I'm like he goes. Are you watching it? No. I go. I'm watching it on my phone right now. I'm in bed. And I'm watching the auction. He, he calls me a half an hour later. He goes, I just bought a car <laughs> from the lobby. Tell everybody what you buy. <laughs> well, the greatest thing in the world, once you've been badged the sucker, it's really easy. to. They make it so easy for you to continue with that. I didn't have to go there. I didn't have to register. I didn't have to put down a credit card. I just called David Bryan and say, can we do this over the phone? I'm going to sit in Spanish. What would you buy? I what bought, did you buy? Okay, I bought a 61 E-Type Jag. First... Wow. First Look year, at that. 
Don't you love the congratulations for a purchase? Thank you. Yes, I'd like to get this well, at the supermarket. I like. Oh, my yeah. milk! Well, I always find applause, so Swiggins and Peabody. <laughs> when someone tells congratulations me. for that milk. Yes, well bought. Well yes, bought. Well bought. Well bought. Shop. Well bought. What does that mean? I know. We'll it's... see that expiration date coming. That, that means well, you're yeah. enabling their addiction. It mean, yeah, well bought this? means so, we got some commission off of that one. Thank you. Right, so, so, and other people say well bought. So. Why is it's it special? Tell us why it's special. It's a, it's a very early car. It's 45th left-hand drive uh, E-type that was ever built, which means that in the real, if you get into the nitty-gritty, the weeds of E-types, it's got flat floors, it's got uh, outside bonnet latches, and it's got welded louvers on the bonnet. Wow. And so it's an extremely early car. It was sold new in California at uh, Caval's um, dealership. And it stayed in California its whole life. And uh, so it has its original warranty book, its original it's paperwork, yeah. original yeah. luggage, original hard top. And it was restored you- about, I think, 2011 for the 50th anniversary. Which Were we at that one? Yep. We may have been at that one. And, uh, and it was done by a couple of real uh, well-known restorers, Patrick Hoyt. Perfect Reflections did the body and paint. So it's a stunning car. And it's on Instagram right now. You can have a look. And already the uh, your followers are asking the question I'm asking. Which, which is, there's, yeah, there's a split. White walls or no white walls? White walls. I'm saying no white walls. I'm asking, have you sat in it yet? No white walls. No white walls. Have you sat in it yet? White walls yeah. or no white walls? I, that's a, Barely. <laughs> okay, white walls down. But they can go. <laughs> So did, I like the white that. walls, for the did record. You, I like what the type of inspecting of this vehicle did you do That's other the, than the, yeah, the that, third uh, scroll up I, on your phone? I, okay, we don't do that. We don't, why, you trust why in the auction expect, house. Why, yes, exactly. Zuckerman has a superpower. He's a lawyer. If there's an issue, he can get on the phone and have a conversation. You listen to me, Gooding. We Mr. have Gooding. David. I this, will. Is, this is Zuckerman. <laughs> yeah, and people shiver. I've seen it happen. He's quite good. The, the classic conversation is, we're not going to talk about the car. We're going to talk about how we're going to remain friends. <laughs> and we're going we're to have this conversation, and, the, and you're going to take the car back, and I take my money back, and we're still friends. Yes. and That's, that's and a I, great speech. I've heard yes, you deliver it. It does work, but this car is, this car is good. That's good. Are you going to drive it? Oh, I drive everything. You know that. I'm like you. There's nothing that's precious. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who who drove an old car to Pebble Beach for this week? Anyone but me? Six, seven, eight, eight people. You're all winners. All yeah. of you are winners. I was going to try to get Jerry on and see if he's going to well, pick he's, up on FaceTime here. Who who was um, what did you drive here? Let's see. Oh, that's oh, a yeah. good one. Okay. Who else Winner. drove an old car? What did you drive here? That's a nice. good one. Okay. Who older than fifty eight? What about you, sir? Okay, that's a good one. All right, hold on, Matt. Before he, before it's not. Let's make a deal. I just want to see what I might. What I might. <laughs> all right, ma'am. What did you drive? Yeah. I was all right. just doing like filler. To You're the one car. on Facetime. Let's do some Dear Zuckerman, and, and Jerry will call up. Do you guys know what Dear Zuckerman is? Yeah. Dear Zuckerman is real letters written to Dear Abby uh, that Zuckerman is going to answer for, and Zuckerman has not heard any of these letters. They are all car themed, Mr. Zuckerman. And uh, as always, uh, the rest of us can chime in. But um, 
I think we'll all learn something from this. Dear Zuckerman, I drive a classic car to work every day at a construction site. Since I began working there this summer, people often ask me about selling it. Most of the time, I take it as a compliment and tell them it's not for sale. But the same people often continue to ask. It is really starting to get on my nerves. I have even seen people trying to open the hood and see the engine. I understand people are asking about owning an old vehicle, but I don't have another car or mode of transportation, and I'm starting to get worried. Zuckerman, do you have any advice? What's he worried about? I don't understand. <laughs> He's starting to get worried. People are interested in the car. And tell him it's not for sale. Put a sign, you know, don't touch. You can have a don't touch sign. It's a not for sale sign. But I think he's, I, I, I get a feeling this guy's a little bit weird. He doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to handle the attention. Um, you think he's I, weird because he's got a classic car and he's writing Dear Abby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all, <laughs> lost generally his mind. The, the point of getting a classic car is you like driving it and you like the attention. And you like to share it. You yeah. like to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Just so, put a sign that's for sale with the price that's like three times more than what it's worth. And someone will buy it. It's and the that, highest. Oh, that's a terrible isn't thing. It to the have. highest compliment you can get in classic car ownership. People, I, I understand getting annoyed when they want to buy it. That's not really something you should do. But but saying I like this. If you ever thought about selling it, I'd be the guy. But like, how often is this happening? <laughs> that you Enough. worry. I'm worried. Just make some friends with people. Say, take me out for a beer, and we'll talk about it. I mean, there, this can be turned into something good. I don't understand what he's worried about. All right, next letter. Dear Zuckerman, recently a friend came over and took me to lunch. And you can give her the full Zuckerman if you want on this one. She has a small 50-year-old vintage car that was very popular in the 60s. She had come from Marin County over the Golden Gate Bridge to my house, and as she drove us to the restaurant, her car stalled twice. It was very underpowered and, in my opinion, rickety. After she dropped me home, I sent her an email thoroughly expressing my concern that she is driving an unsafe car. I was worried for her safety. She took offense, so I apologized. This woman has plenty of money to buy a safe-use car like anyone else, but she says, I like driving vintage. I don't want to get into her car again. Am I wrong to tell her I feel her car is unsafe, Zuckerman? What are your qualifications, lady? <laughs> I mean, you know, really, <laughs> again... How about picking fly shit out of pepper. Okay. This is just so, this is the conquest of the useless. You lady, you wrote a whole letter to to get validated that you didn't like driving in the car. Just tell her you'll meet her at the restaurant. What's what's so hard about that? So you don't think writing a letter to dear Abby about her is the right strategy? Well, like, outing her here. Yeah, well, but also, like, the hall monitor mentality of, like, I don't think your car is safe. I'm concerned about you. Like, that would be like saying, Lieberman, I look at you. <laughs> I'm very concerned about you. you know, it's Barristan, I, I worry when yes, I see you. Yes. I'm going to write you a letter. Your car yeah. stalled twice. Oh, yes. Can you pick me up in something and else? You have enough money. Barristan, you got enough money. Why don't you uh, get, yeah. get a you new You can afford it. Get an Uber, lady, is what I would say. Yeah. Should we do a couple more? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at how many car-themed Dear Abby letters there were out in the world. How long did it take you to compile that? About five minutes and a cigar. Nice. That's mm. all. Dear Zuckerman, my daughter and her husband have two children, an eight-month-old and a three-year-old. Whenever they get home, if a child is sleeping in the car seat, one of them will stay in the vehicle until the child wakes up. Oh, there's Jerry Seinfeld. Let's see what he's up to. Should we say hello to Jerry? When I answer, everybody say, hi, Jerry, okay? 
Hold on. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of the, the panel, Jerry. And uh, oh, there he is. You can see his face. Look at that. Hey. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> we thought uh, it's so sorry you couldn't be here. Um, I know you're working on that big unfrosted movie uh, that's coming out for Netflix. I know that I should be working on that, too. Thanks for letting me come. Do you, do you feel you missed anything up here? What were you most excited about seeing on Instagram? Um, I think the best stuff on Instagram is the cars driving around. It's better, you know, cars moving to me beat cars sitting. Uh, I, I don't like cars sitting. I think you're, you're, they're not doing the thing they do best, which is move. <laughs> That's right. Did you see the sport classic? I did see it. I am, uh, looks great. Very exciting. <laughs> you were very excited about it. You don't seem excited about it now. There's no excitement. Uh, I'm totally excited about it. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've got the brown interior car that inspired the, uh, the sport classic interior. If you don't know, Jerry has a 356, formerly owned by Tony Hatter, that was driven by the design studio, and when they saw it, they took the interior from that 356 and put it in the new Sport Classic. How about that? Well bought. Well, <laughs> well anyway, thank you for saying hi. We appreciate it, and, uh, and maybe we'll see you up here next year. And I'll see you this afternoon when I get back. Okay, I look forward to it. Sorry, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye, Jerry. Bye. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Um, shall we do questions? This you were in the middle of You were halfway more, through. Oh, yeah, we got more oh, Dear you want Zuckerman. To Dear Zuckerman, I don't want to run out of time. Yeah, the kids, the kids sleeping right. in the Come car. On, Spike. Kids in the car. Which one the were we kid, doing? The, the kids, kids okay, dying family, of carbon family. monoxide right. poisoning in the car. We have a wife. We have uh, a husband. We have two children. And whenever they get home, the child is sleeping in the car. They don't want to bring the child inside the house because the child will wake up. They live in L.A., the weather is nice, and they spend the time listening to music with earphones. Zuckerman, they may end up staying in the car for two to three hours waiting in the driveway. I say this is wrong, but I don't seem to be able to convince my daughter or husband. What do you think? As, Signed, Grandma in Texas. As DMX once said in a song, mind your business, lady. <laughs> I mean, they, there is such a boundary problem here, okay? If they want to waste two or three hours in the car with the kid, that's their business. That's right. What, what is wrong, though? I mean, this, what is right or wrong? What does she care? What, is the, what are they supposed to be doing in these two or three hours? I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know why people take the time that this, this, this anger well, and this frustration of, carries through the letter writing process and the mailing. All has to do with boundaries. People yeah. that write these letters don't have appropriate boundaries. How do you feel about your boundaries? Okay. Don't invade mine. I can invade yours. That's, that's how that works. All right. Let's make the audience uh, part of the show. And uh, I think we have mics floating around. And we've got uh, a little time to do some questions. You can ask anything you want. You can ask about Porsches. You can ask about life. Uh, just make it interesting. How about that? Spike go right ahead. here. Yeah, here. Anybody. Go ahead. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for coming out. This has been really exciting. So Spike, you and Jerry have been working on Unfrosted. Yes. And I heard uh, in one of the last podcasts that there's going to be some interesting cars in the movie. Can you elaborate on what those might be? I can't, but <laughs> let's say you knew something about what Jerry and I liked. <laughs> you might be able to infer the types of things you would be flo- see floating around uh, Battle Creek, Michigan in 1963. Sounds like a lot of Cars that probably weren't there, <laughs> but you will see there because uh, we wanted to, to have some fun with you guys. And uh, we knew when you watched it, you know, it, 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 you'll, you'll know. We wanted you to know that we made it and we were thinking about you guys uh, while we were doing it. Because I think a lot of, you know, I watch shows like um, My Brilliant Friend on HBO. Um, which takes place in Italy, maybe in the 1940s and 50s. And my wife loves the show, and I, of course, have to go watch it with her. But they put beautiful cars in these shows for me, right? <laughs> right. The beginning of this season had the two main characters walking away, walking right to camera, and behind it, a Bizzarini just goes by in perfect mm. red livery. And I just went, oh, and that held me in the show for like another half an hour before I excuse myself. <laughs> but I, li- I like the Funny idea of well spent on a Miserini rental for the day, right? I, that, that show goes above and beyond with old Alphas and Fiats, and it really, they really know what they're doing. I, I would say they probably did it better than we did, but, you know, it's hard. The, people, the type of people who loan their cars out to productions, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, I've, you won't yes. see Miles Collier going, hey, <laughs> can I put this Rev Institute 9083 in your movie? I, I've rented a car to a production. It's a yeah. lovely enterprise. Yeah. Car earns its own way. My house. Kind of. You're living in my house, you're going to pay the rent around here. Not when you see him around all the heavy equipment. There's a lot of heavy <laughs> equipment and a lot of people not paying attention. But I was going to say, I like the idea of like intentionally putting the wrong cars in. That's actually pretty funny. We did put a year limit on it. I said, I, you know, after watching Quentin Tarantino's, uh, what was it, the, the Hollywood Once movie Upon a Time did. in Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you remember the Sharon Tate 9-11? Yep, wrong year. Yeah, wrong, yeah, it was yeah. a 73. Now, I know you guys will understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Most people in right. entertainment won't. They'll go, right. whatever, right? But, uh, but it took me out of the movie, a little bit, even though I love that movie. Next, what do we have? This question is for Zuckerman. Uh, how long has your 365 GTB been at Canapa, and do you think you're going to get it back? And, okay. Um, <laughs> I think about six years, and no, I don't. Uh, I visited it in it March. I saw it. I think I bought it six years ago at Gooding. It was the last time I purchased a car at Gooding. I was having a bad day. I remember. I needed to feel better yeah. and so I ended up buying a Daytona. That, it was uh, another secret purchase. Yeah. Some I people would... just stuff themselves with cakes and cookies. You buy cars yes. in secret. Right. Yeah. So you know, but it's been there so long that I think the market came back because <laughs> I bought it and it was worth about 25% yeah. of what I paid for it. And I think now it's coming back. So Bruce has done me a favor and every time I call him, he says he's working on it. But, you know, you've seen it. Yeah, it doesn't seem that much of any. You've seen happened. the car. Yeah. It's pretty. And I saw it too when I was up there. Yeah. It's nice. The color's great. Just yep. a little dusty. On a tour. He, he was giving a tour to everybody. And this is Jerry Seinfeld's lawyer's Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I know. I go, you mean Zuckerman? He's his lawyer. Is that what they have coffee? Is that really what they said? That's what Bruce said to 50 people on a road and track tour. Bruce. Look at that. Look at that. What's Bruce is the greatest, one of the greatest of the salesmen greatest. of all time. Yes. I could yep. listen to him. I could listen to his sales pitch forever. We invited him on to tell that sales pitch, and he won't, he won't cough up the secrets, but he's so good. He's his so weekly good. mailing list is hilarious. It's What's like, that? New special, Wednesday special, Porsche 962, Lamar history, <laughs> price reduced, 4.9 million. Well, he's yeah. gotten us all to the point that we believe that the cars on his site are better than any That's other right. cars out there. Right. And that justifies the price. It's called branding, my friend. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A friend of mine said that his magic trick was... Bruce has convinced everyone that having their car clean for $25,000 is like a must-do. Wow. Well, now, and, you, and you get, That's when you get a car 10. done by him, there, you, get a, you get this wonderful, these three-ring binders. Binders. Three, binders. Three-ring binders. I've got one for the Ferrari. It's not even done yet. But when you get to the, <laughs> to the last pages, there's a picture of a guy with a glove on, just a hand in a glove with a Q-tip. And it's, and it's close to like a door panel with some spray next to it. And that Q-tip picture, I love it. Yeah, Every time yeah. it's worth all the money. His rubber gloved hand yeah. pointing and doing that. Yeah. What a sad photo shoot that is. <laughs> and you do, okay, point to the tire. Uh-huh. All right. But he doesn't have to do the YouTuber face, yeah. so there's that. Who's got the next one? Go. So can I follow up on the uh, Unfrosted? Oh, my God. Uh, this is like a next... These are plants. <laughs> ...movie tour. It's not coming out for a year. <laughs> well, that was my question. Yeah. When is it coming I out? I don't... I really don't know. I have to... You know, we, we finished shooting two weeks ago, and we started editing a few days ago. And uh, after we turn it in... No, I think we'll screen it and cut, screen, cut, screen, cut, and then when it's ready... Uh, here's what I do know. You have to give it to Netflix for two months so they can dub it into every language in the world. Wow, so, so it's going to be on Netflix, not a... It's a Netflix thing. Yeah, that I can tell you. That's out there. That's and, great. And uh, Amy Schumer's in it, and Jim Gaffigan's in it. I forget. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is in it. <laughs> Peter All Dinklage. the people they've announced I can I talk about. And, and, uh, and it, it's fun. We had a great time making it. It's and I hope very, very we'll fun. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you Thank never you. know, but we'll see. But I feel, I feel like it's a supersized uh, Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Like, if you took one Seinfeld episode and applied a movie budget to it, this would be that. And, and Jerry stars in it, and he's great. And it was so much fun. So much fun. Questions? Matt, can you tell us a little bit about how your 328 drives now versus how it drove six months or so ago? Oh, man. I learned how screwed up it was uh, by getting it fixed. So I got this Ferrari 328, and when I bought it, it was pretty cheap. Steve Serio found it for me. I want to punch him in the face uh, because it was a total disaster. Uh, the, ma- the major service uh, paperwork that it came oh, with no. was 100% fraudulent. Really? 100% fake. Really? Nothing was done. Please post that on Instagram. Fake, I want to see fake major service paperwork. Yeah, fake timing belt, fake everything. It's all fake. So we, you mean the service records themselves were fake? Yes. He not knowingly, he didn't know He did that. not know this. He no. did not know he this. He did not know Someone this. Someone had done... Someone had made a fake major service uh, bill. Wow. And, That's awesome. uh, yeah. So, they're, on top of that... Now, how did you discover they were fake? Well, the car wasn't running very good. Right. And I took it to Donnie, who is an insane weirdo, but is a savant with 80s-era Ferraris. 
And he said, I, there's a piece of paper here saying that the timing belt was done last year, but the belt on this car is like at least eight years old. <laughs> and there's like, right. and it says that this filter was changed, but look at the age of this filter. The, the, tell them about the fuel line. That's the best part. Oh my God. And this is something I would do. Literally a hole in the fuel line and someone had wrapped rubber around it and hose clamped it. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really a disaster. And on top of that, it was like a bunch of stuff that you know, all 35-year-old Ferraris, you know, tired right, suspension right. and whatever. So it was down for six months. I had Donnie go through everything. And and before, you know, you'd hit a bump and it would be a little, like, jiggly. And I'd be like, yeah, it's uh, maybe the bushing. The people would be like, no, because you bought a, a GTS. It's not as rigid as the GTB. If you bought the GTB, it would be perfect over those bumps. No, it turns out the bushings were made of paper mache and dust mm. that's as it turns out so new suspension new i mean everything total mechanical restoration and now i have learned that ferraris in the 80s were actually nice cars when it when they're supposed to be like they are or uh, when they are like they're supposed to be i drove it up here i i i was flying 100 miles an hour up the highway totally stable really nice tight and um yeah, it turns out a 328 is a great car once it's actually done appropriately. And fortunately, uh, unlike, like Zuckerman's Ferrari, the market has done nice things in that up, car, yeah. so I haven't completely lost, uh, lost all my money. It's actually been a, a decent investment to have it uh, sorted out. Yeah, they're one in, of the most. It's in lot seventy-five over there. If, it's, if you're on the shuttle, in the <laughs> covered in hay straw covered, and dust, covered in dust. And, wow! And I'm you know, driving back a, to LA in it right after this show. It, there's like a joke that every Ferrari you buy, vintage, you're gonna sp- write a check for thirty-five thousand dollars. You told me that. Yes, you told me that. It's been pretty true in my yes. experience with two of my cars that I yeah. bought. Right. Yeah. At every least, Ferrari needs thirty-five. It's grand always or a thirty-five thousand dollar check. The engine always needs a top-end rebuild. Yeah. And, and this other stuff, but it shouldn't. That shouldn't happen with your '80s cars. I mean, the the fraudulent major service paperwork. It was. Yeah, a new level. it's just a little Ferrari. It's just a little Ferrari. <laughs> did you talk to the seller about that? Uh, they did not return my calls. Shockingly. Are you going to have Zuckerman talk Zuckerman to the seller? Wait, Steve didn't return your call? No, no, Steve. I talked to Steve. What's I'm sure he was apologetic about he it. He was, and I'm beating him up for something that I'm not really yeah, mad at yeah. him for. The he, person selling it, who was it was a dealer in Georgia, they did not return. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a state I avoid for all cars. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would maybe not. All the time. That's yeah. where my 74 911 came from before I knew not to buy from Georgia. Yeah, Georgia and Florida, that's a no-go. So no Why Florida? Because they'll put a title on anything down there. Well, yeah. Alabama, uh, no Texas, no flooding, New Hampshire, yeah, right. Yeah. I'd buy a car from Florida. I like Florida. Don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, anybody else? There were some two or three other over, over here. here. Jack first, and no, go ahead. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're up. Um, there's been some pretty severe new restrictions in Malibu. Oh boy! You guys want to share your thoughts? News spreads. Yeah, you're talking about the the Malibu Country Mart outside of the Malibu Kitchen, where our friend Bill Miller uh, serves us coffee, where we've been going for 20 years. And when the pandemic started, suddenly everybody showed up because all the car shows were canceled. And uh, then everybody, on top of everybody, showed up, and the city of Malibu has been trying to shut it down ever since. Where are we at now? Their latest salvo was a 
there are five different lots, each owned by different asshole landlords, and each one has their own strategy, from calling sheriffs to write us tickets, not like this Batmobile sheriff mm-hmm. that was activated, to the, the latest one, which, I, which impressed me, was valets. They I said, actually we're applauded gonna... the creativity of the valet. It was good. It was strong. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was encouraging people to call them out on it and make them valet yeah. their Aventadors and stuff. So they, a couple they people They calculated did. correctly that most of us with the old cars and things that we love don't want to hand the cars over to valets. But funny and enough, if your car is old enough, they, won't they will let you park it yourself. Yes. Or as Zuckerman So if you show up out, with something from the 40s, just, they'll you, let you, you park it You fold up a little, what do you do, Zuckerman? What Some do you paper. Some paper. <laughs> Maybe I can park this now. We've been using around here. It's very effective. It does you work. You park at the quail at the clubhouse. Yeah, we parked at the quail clubhouse, right? Yeah. Should we be announcing that? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. Right into the Rolex party. It was so it was fun. I was in the, in the, in behind Zuckerman with Jack, my son, who's over there, and he goes, what is he doing? He goes, he's going to try to talk this guy past security to get in there, and he goes, it's not going to work. You see the guy looking at us, and he's going, no, no, like that, and Zuckerman just goes, how about, how about this paper, like that? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, like this. Suddenly just waves us right in onto the lawn. Yeah, man, we were escorted. Right onto the lawn. Yep. It was great. Yeah. I can't believe that works as well as it works, but of course like it money. does. Of course it's very it works simple. People well. like money. <laughs> <laughs> they still do. Give me the money. Yeah, they still do. And you still see, do. the psychology of humans <laughs> is that if you pay their rent for a month, and it was great they'll they, let you and park yourself. We went right into the Rolex party. I started eating Peking duck, <laughs> and we weren't supposed to be there. Which we weren't supposed to eat. <laughs> we saw Ant and Jensen Button and said hi to them. And then they said, uh, do you guys have your Rolex bands? And we're like, no. And they go, you got to get out of here. And we said, just fine with us. Um, that whole event is wild. How much money do you think those guys make? Like, what's the ticket there this year? It's a G. At the Quail? $1,000. 1000 bucks. yeah. And how many tickets did they sell? 7000 Seven million. Seven million. And what does it cost for a manufacturer to be there? Johnny said two fifty. I think it's about yeah, two hundred fifty. And there were twenty two. And there were twenty two manufacturers. That's another five million. Wow. They are printing Sounds right. money. Yeah. Sounds about right. And so well, you that- see their you saw their jet copter that they used to go back and forth to the tracks. Someone's gotta pay for the jet copter. Yeah. That's how they do it. But do you think it's effective? Do you think that works? I mean I I the, I, the only car I, I wanted so. to see there was the Myers Manx. It looks cool. That's all I wanted to see. Uh, Freeman Thomas's design with the guys who, who are giving birth to this new dune buggy uh, that's electric. It looks great. It was in the right color for a press car. They it won't was tell anybody trap. what it's going to cost. In the sand we trap. got an idea. We, we know. We've oh, got they it. told you what? What's yeah, it yeah. cost? We can't announce it yet, but sure. it, it was reasonable. For oh, it what was? It is. But, it, but it doesn't have any weird interrupt like the Dodge Charger. <laughs> stick a weird it doesn't sound like an, a, like an air-cooled Volkswagen. No, I think he's going to, I think we both might get them. We're, we're excited the about that The price point is fair, I, and it's not, it's not even close to 100. Oh, really? Yes, oh, I'm surprised. What do you think, Zuckerman, as far as safety, though, driving something like that on Un, the street? Unsafe. Very unsafe. Why? Because there's no anything. You're going to yeah, die. fly out. <laughs> yeah, you, you will be ejected. Is it, is it more or less dangerous than a uh, Polaris Razor? <laughs> Probably the same. Yeah. Oh, so you're a big advocate. 
you know, <laughs> you're still going to get it. All right, we don't have much time. If anybody has uh, another question, just hand anybody a mic who's got a hand up. We have one, one right over here. <clears throat> Young Jack Ferriston has a question. Oh, we got a plant. Yes. This is for Spike and Zuckerman. How did you guys become friends? Oh, mm. I guess Jack doesn't know that. <laughs> we were neighbors. We were neighbors in, uh, in Hollywood, and Zuckerman uh, was a very interesting character to me. He always had a, uh, a gentleman's suit on with an interesting hat, and he was always driving very interesting cars. He had a, a 50s uh, Corvette and an early E-Type, a yellow one. Yep. And, uh, and when we would chat, I said, this guy is, uh, he's like comedy in the raw. He's like half an animal, half a comedian. <laughs> he likes cars, and I don't know many people on my street that do, but he likes the wrong cars that maybe I can take him under my wing and introduce him to Jerry and we can convert him into a Porsche freak. And, and lo and behold, very quickly, he, uh, he did you drive one of my cars or did you just jump no, in and I buy was, one? It, okay, the, the truth is, is that when I came to California without a penny in my pocket, I was so, this was 1982, I was so surprised to see kids with BMWs that maybe my dad could have afforded, maybe. And, and then when I saw people with 911s, I was just repelled, chip on the shoulder. Right, right? me like, too. You know, those 911 guys, those rich guys. So I never identified myself as exactly. a 911 guy. Right, I, right. I couldn't see myself. And then, you know, I started to hear you talking about how great they were. And I saw you in your 70, was it kind of green S? Yeah, 70 uh, So I saw you driving down Sunset and I said, wow. That looks really good. Yeah. And it was really David Letterman that gave me that speech because I said the same thing to him. He said, I, you're a Porsche guy. And I, I was really insulted by that. I go, no, I'm not. My, you know, my mom's a nurse. My dad's a salesman. I'm a working class Massachusetts kid from public school. Porsche people are assholes. And he goes, no, you've got it wrong. This is a focused driving experience. Don't focus on the money. Focus on... Power nothing, no power steering, no power brake, sometimes no radio. And he said, uh, when we're out in L.A., uh, we were coming out for the Emmys, I'll let you drive my cars. And I was very skeptical. And when I got in them, I went, wow, I had no idea how you, perfect this feels and how right he was that I was a 9-11 guy. Yeah, I don't think you'll remember the first 9-11 I had. It was, it was an early 9-11, maybe. It was a 73 that somebody had put a 3.2 liter engine. Right. And it was, it was blue. It was kind of janky. I bought it from a guy uh, for, for $19,000. And I would come down the street. And then I would, I would go down Sunset. I'd make a right turn on, Do, on uh, San Vicente as fast as I could, as fast as I could take that right turn trying to make it break. And I just had the greatest time, and then I was hooked. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, what did you think when you met him? What thought he was weird. <laughs> I, I just thought he was... Keep going, I, keep going. I, I'm not going to... It's just... He was very reticent. He, would, he liked cars. He had good cars, but he was... He was he was standoffish, so he wanted to find out more about me, but would reveal very little about himself. <laughs> so, and I would just—I didn't know what I was dealing with. Yeah, so <laughs> who I, I was letting I, into my life? Be my I, friend. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I wanted a friend, but that never bothered me. So, you know, I'll yeah. Always, but now I'll talk to anyone. Are. Yeah, yeah. All right, you've got a couple minutes There's left. A couple in the back over there that have been had their hands up. Yeah, go in ahead. The hat. hat, come forward. Uh, so I'm graduating college next year. Do you recommend getting an EV or an internal combustion? And which car should I get post-grad? 
Uh, how much money you got? Yeah. You know, in architect salary, so. Eh. But why are you asking? Where, where are you at yourself? What do you mean in terms of? What do you like, want? You, what do you are want? Are you really conflicted? I just want to know, you know, from the experts, what the, well, what the best advice around yeah, is. Maybe you smoke a little weed, you surf a little bit. <laughs> I mean, am I on the right track? Uh, it's, you yeah, know, I mean, I see you're down. like the kind of guy that would like an old van right now, right? <laughs> uh, you know, that's, there, I like that. Yeah. If, if Volkswagen ever makes an electric bus, maybe yeah, that's, you maybe go, that's what that. you need. You know, that would be good. Hatches yeah, to hold the weed, the papers, the pipe, all that. Yeah. Boy, he just, got right to it, right to it. Just make sure you like whatever you get. Don't get a car because you think it's reliable or something stupid like Something tells me. Just get something you like to drive that Johnny, turns you on. Something tells me. Hosting this little car matchmaker show of mine, I've met people like this over and over again. He already knows what he wants. What do you, what do you want? want? You just tell yeah, us what, you, what you, want. you want. I mean, I do want an old, old, like a uh, Porsche 911. They're beautiful. I do. I've thought about the, the electric VW bus. Yeah. They look great. So you, you got it nailed. There you go. So you already know. You're you're well on your way. If you're here, you're already you're already in the club. And, and, you, know and you said architect, so you're gonna have you know nine eleven and electric bus money pretty soon. So oh that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, great. yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you very much. Done. Next. You can design Zuckerman's tomb. Yes. Back, over, back over here. Send us the drawings. <laughs> the mausoleum. All right, we got time for one more, and then we're gonna take a picture together. Guy back what do you here. got? Uh oh. So we know. Zuckerman, you owe me money. <laughs> and I'm here to collect. And I saw you the other day, so I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, seriously, no, we know what Matt's driving, but what's everybody else driving? Ah. Uh, I have the Zagato. You have the 58 Speedster. Speedster. How did you get up here? Uh, Cadillac Escalade V that's bigger than this stage. So, so you're a guest of Cadillac, I'm a right? guest of Cadillac, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they give you a car, and you drive up in it, and you talk about it. And do yeah, although it was, this was funny because they, they were going to give me a regular Escalade, and I said, hey, how about like a, a V of some sort? And then they were like, well, who are you? And I'm like, you invited me on your trip. And I had to, I had to literally, like, they, they, they have a whole new PR team. So like yeah. I had I had to like send them my Instagram stats what? and they're like that's really impressive I'm like give me the V like that's oh, why you my. invited me in the first place I, it, it was so confused yeah it's so funny weird. thing about an Escalade V is it's the same exact thing as a regular Escalade because who's driving around at the top half of the power band that Escalade anyway it's but like, it's so loud it, it it it's that that like there was a dude America. There was a dude in an Aventador that, that cut me off, and he was, like, revving a little bit. So I got in front of him, cut him off, and started revving. And he, I saw him in the rear view, like, <laughs> it's so loud. It's so loud. You did that on behalf of Cadillac? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Defending the honor <laughs> of the... I'd be so episode. happy to hear that. I just, Representing the brand. Just Road <laughs> raging. Johnny Lieberman. <laughs> the Aventador right. guy was That's like, I'm going to buy one of those for my baby zero. We just hit the triple zero. We've got to stop. I got you stickers. Guys. If anybody wants a Zuckerman head sticker. Hold on. Uh. You guys have been great. For you listeners at home, we will see you next week on Spike's Car Radio right now. We have to take the selfie. At the end of every episode, you see us take a selfie. We're going to take one right now with you guys. So just crowd in here. Hold your breath for a second. And we'll take a picture. And thank you very much for coming to see us. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.